in this episode of The Ziggler Show. Did you ever spend time working at something that did not inspire you personally? No, I really didn't. Uh, sometimes I would work on a job just a little bit because we were broke and needed the money at sure. that point. But I never made a decision to work with something that I could not really follow through over and over and over and over. And I always insisted on doing the right thing. I never sold a product that I did not use myself. Welcome to The Ziggler Show, a top-ranked all-time career podcast in Apple Podcasts. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. In this show, we expound on Zig Ziggler's be, do, and have philosophy, meaning you have to be the right kind of person then do the right things before you can expect to have what really matters in life. And we want you to have what matters. Also, check out my podcast, What Drives You, where we talk with people who have reached impressive achievements to ask what drove them, good and bad. And we dig into the very motives that drive us all with the goal of clarifying just what is driving you. Then in my True Life podcast, we want to get you fully functioning physically so your body doesn't hold you back. You can find all three of my shows in Apple Podcasts. Just search for Kevin Miller or go to my website, kevinmiller.co. And if you're new to The Ziggler Show, I invite you to visit ziggler.com. Connect with Tom Ziggler and the Ziggler family about upcoming events and how they can come alongside you and help you inspire your true performance. Hey everyone, welcome for the first time, I'm going to repost a blast from the past from Zig Ziglar, the man Seth Godin cites as the grandfather of motivation and speaking on stage that made it possible for everyone else. So I've been encouraged to share some of our best episodes and it's great timing as I'm over a week of my voice being a little taxed as you can hear right here. Well, here's the setup for this episode. In July of 2010, I spent a day with Zig Ziglar and conducted one of his last interviews ever. He was 84 years old and he passed away just two years later. My premise for the interview was self-employment, but in this short seven minute clip, Zig hits on some specific pillars of his overall message, the message that has touched and influenced over 250 million people worldwide. So coming up next, I'm going to cue up this short interview with Zig, then I'm going to follow it and draw your attention to, I feel some very key things that he said and alluded to that deserve a minute of reflection. You believe your calling, your personal calling, your purpose was as a teacher. Uh, it was as I, I never thought about it as a teacher, but as an encourager. Okay. I believe with all my heart that we should always be thinking about how this what I'm teaching will impact other people in a positive way and their families. That's mm-hmm. the way you really learn to do the right thing in the right way and become infinitely more successful. So you shared that it was during your time of doing sales, which you do enjoy, you do believe in, uh, but it was during that time that you 
saw somebody speak. You were in the audience, somebody spoke, yeah. and you said, sure. Yeah. And, and, I've sure. never seen anybody have so much fun and do so much good, and I'm telling you, that was the most excited man I'd ever laid eyes on, mm -hmm. Bob Bale. Okay. Man, when I heard him speak I, that night, uh, I cornered him after it was all over and talked to him and asked him how I could do what he was doing. Right. And he was kind enough to spend a couple of hours with me. We had dinner, and uh, I'm telling you, it made a huge difference. That's when I decided... I I was going to make my living for the rest of my life teaching other people how to be more successful. Did you ever spend time working at something that did not inspire you personally? No. I really didn't. Uh, sometimes I would work on a job just a little bit because we were broke and needed the money at sure. that point. But I never made a decision to work with something that I could not really follow through over and over and over and over. And I always insisted on doing the right thing. I never sold a product that I did not use myself. In uh, seeking out just what it is that God made for you to do. So as you see people who you see a unique calling, uh, you believe in a unique calling for each of them, do you think that they can live that out uh, doing any type of employment if it fits their skills and abilities? With certain uh, acknowledgments that everybody can't be successful in the same thing. But you should never accept a job that requires you to diminish and not do the right thing in your own mind. Always do the right thing. Always be exciting. Always be encouraging. Always learning something new. I think those are just things that people need to do come back to courage, encouragement over and over. So in the workplace, no matter if we are selling uh, Frisbees or financial services or leather bags from Saddleback Leather Company, whatever it is, that we should be using that as a platform to encourage others. Oh, absolutely. You also come back over and over in, talking about the workplace and in life in general to finding help from others. You shared that for you, we just went and witnessed your hall of fame, yeah. the people that you give credit to for having helped you along, and yet we have a society that generally is trying to go it alone. Yeah. It's kind of the American ideals yeah. that you bootstrap it, you do it yourself, and yet here you are, the person that we all look to as a, a global mentor, and you say, it's on the backs of other people. I would yeah. follow what they had said, and it worked. I would always go back to them and say, you know, it worked just like you said it would. Thank you so much. I'm going to keep doing it. Do you believe he specifically gifted each of us uniquely to offer something that only we can offer? Uh, I believe with all my heart that God don't make no junk, as I've already said. I don't believe that anybody is created to fail. I believe they're created to have a good life and help other people in the process. Is it important to you today? You have, uh, how many books have you written now? I believe it's 27. 27. Yeah. And, of course, you have a mul multitude of products yeah. uh, that you sell. You have a business here. You have built something that's going to continue. 
it's going to bless other people, but it's also going to bless people like your uh, children That's right. that work with you. Has that been important to you, to see that you're oh, building something? is it ever important? I think the home court advantage is the purpose where you can do all of the things that you want to do that will help them yeah. and keep it going. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I've never been a job jumper. I've never been anything but busy what I was doing at that particular time. And I have seldom changed my mind or changed my career. How important has it been to have your wife's support and encouragement? It's been the greatest blessing I have, have ever had. Could you have done what you do, what you've done, what you've accomplished without her being 110% behind you? Absolutely not. I think I could still make a little living, but I would not have the reputation. I would not have the benefits. I would not have the fun. I would have not had virtually anything because we worked together really well. And my son, as you might know, is the president of our company. My youngest daughter is the editor of my books. Things like that are, are very important to us because not only are they good at what they do, but I get to see them more often. <laughs> so self-employment for you was having freedom to be a good husband? Right. To be an engaged father? Absolutely. And to serve your Lord? Fully. Amen. Absolutely. What's God working on Zig specifically today with? Right now, he is working on me to continue doing what I'm doing and keep on learning and keep on encouraging. I would say always remember that when you're working with others, when you can encourage them to do the right thing in the right way, not only will you help them, but you will have just made a friend that will tell everybody what you did for them. I believe that's the best way to get it done. Well, there you have it, friends. So coming up next here, I want to give you some context and pull out some further greatness from what Zig just shared with us. Okay, so let's break a few things down. So the interview scene there was 2010. And again, Zig was 84 years old. In 2007, it was actually less than three years from there, he had had an accident falling down a flight of stairs that left him with a brain injury and it left him dealing with some balance issues and affected his short-term memory. So while he was incredibly you know, cognizant and, and all there and still so well-spoken and thoughtful, he would repeat himself. And something beautiful really stood out to me that day. In Zig's partially you know, impaired state, he was somewhat more open, uninhibited. He kept coming back to the same things. If we just look at, this is again what hit me, we look at the elderly who are dealing with any aspect of a compromised brain, we'll often find them you know, babbling on about nonsense. We're often coming out with fairly, if not very inappropriate remarks or just anger or sadness or bitterness or emotion. And to a degree, the nature of their real spirit comes out of where they are at that time. Well, Zig spent the whole day talking with me and coming back to these topics of encouragement, marital health, saying everyone should write a book. All the famous sound bites from him were him. He truly had ingrained 
what he preached into his heart and into his mind. And it was really just glorious and radically convicting to me. Am I doing what it takes every day to drill into myself what my values are, what I believe in, what I want to believe in, what I want to bless others with? And he memorized the key phrases that he spoke from stage so he could spout them on cue and they just became who he was. And I thought again, what am I memorizing? Is it the junkie negative self-talk that runs through my head, all of our heads, you know, willy nilly throughout the day? Or was it the proactive things that I choose and I want to believe and value and create as the pillars of my life? And am I repeating them over and over? Am I memorizing them? Am I sticking them in there so they will come out in a moment's notice, even if I'm not thinking about it? I mean, Zig came back over and over again to encouragement that day. And he did it right here in the short clip. How many times did he mention that word encouragement, how we need it and how we need to give it. And did you hear him recount the time he saw a speaker on stage and was inspired and asked himself, how could I do what he's doing? And what inspires you and me? What can you see yourself doing? What gives you massive just value? I mean, don't pawn that off as a dream. That's what Zig was inciting us to. Why not make it a goal? Why not? Answer that question. Why not? And you can make a big list of things, of obstacles in there. But if it's really something that inspires you, why is it not a goal that you're working towards? It is going to have lots of challenges, but why not? And my question about him working, did he ever work at anything that didn't inspire him? Did you hear his answer right off the bat? No. He worked at what he cared about and only sold things, he said, that he believed in, things that he would use himself, that he did use himself. He went on to tell us never to accept a job that diminishes us. I mean, again, this is an 84-year-old man with a brain injury just two short years before he died, and this is what he wants to pass on to us. Now, I won't miss that he gave a caveat when he talked about work. Uh, that if you're working at something that's just survival as he did at certain times and you're trying to feed yourself and your family and that is valiant we sure don't want to minimize that and i appreciate that zig pulled that out he wanted to hit that he didn't want to just say hey just work at what you care about he, he gave that honor but today we often take that survival job and we keep at it for years for a lifetime even and we just joke about it ah you know work's just a necessary evil and rem- remember again what he said Think of, listen to the words. Don't stay at a job that diminishes you. Think about that really seriously. Zig talked, as he often does, about his wall of fame. He took me through it, literally, at the office. They still have it in the offices today. Wherever they go, they put that wall of fame up. The rows of pictures of people who influenced and helped him, that he sought help from, guidance and counsel, and he expressed his ongoing gratitude for their help. He actually made it a part of his platform, that wall of fame. It's always so convicting for me as my natural tendency is to go it alone. Then his classic stance statement, God don't make no junk. Means you hear him say that nobody was created to fail. It's just an interesting soundbite to come out of him. Nobody was created to fail. So if you're failing, if you have failed, if you are failing, you weren't created to. I mean, again, all compassion to you and to me as I have failed, as I do fail, as I will fail, but we weren't created to fail. 
And he goes on to say, and I'll paraphrase it, have a good life and help other people. That's where we find purpose. Build yourself and then build others. And he never left that part off. He didn't just say go out and you know, serve the world altruistically. He said, no, take care of yourself so that you can go take care of others. You can't take care of them if you don't take care of yourself. But we often miss the taking care of ourselves. And he was so outspoken about taking care of himself so that he could get the next thing that he most wanted, that we all most want for purpose and fulfillment, to take care of other people. That was just really Zig's ultimate cry for all of us. And at last, he was interested in what God was working on him with. Right then, at 84 years old, what was next? What could he learn? What could he impart? And again, it inspired me to really consider the type of person I'm growing to be. Well, I was growing to be today that I'm growing to be. Every day, I want to be the old wise man spouting joy and gratitude and lifting others up, even in my infirmity. So there you go. A gift from Zig Ziglar himself, our patron saint here on this show. Coming up next in episode 921, I bring you another blast from the past, Seth Godin. He was one of the first people we had here on the show, and he's one of the most influential people in business today, and he was back then, uh, but still is. And you're going to hear why he listened to Zig Ziglar cassettes till he literally wore them out and what he learned from Zig that's such a big part of who and how he is today. It's not an advertisement for Zig Ziglar, but it's showcasing somebody who in today's day and age is paying it forward with what he learned from Zig and from others and to hear him talk about the importance of bringing this input into our lives that we then allow to steer the directions that we go and the fulfillment that we find. Till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.